Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome back to episode 68 of the Level Up Latina podcast. We are so excited to be here with you today. We have two incredible guests joining us on the podcast today, and I cannot wait for you all to hear from them. We have Patty Flores and Iris Hosea. As our guests today, Patty and Iris are the co-founders of Festively, a new online marketplace for event decor and services. Their mission is closely aligned to ours in always wanting to level up women of color. They want women to reach their full potential and bridge the opportunity gap. They are very passionate about minority women entrepreneurs in the event industry who are turning their talents into their business and their own personal fulfillment and to support their families. We are excited to have you ladies today, especially as the holidays approach. Welcome to our podcast. Thank Thank you for having us. Thank you for being here. All right, Patty and Iris. So tell us about the two of you, how you all met, how you came into business together and what we need to know about you ladies. Absolutely. So um, we're both mom boys. My boys are six and eight. And so I'm in the thick of it, homeschooling and parenting and all of that. Um, And Patty and I both work full time. So we actually ended up meeting at work. So we have Festively as our um, side hustle, soon to take over as our full-time gig. And when we were working, it was just really connecting with each other and, you know, being what we call accountability partners. So we would check in and say, you know, what are you working on? Um, How can we support each other? How can we hold each other accountable? Because being entrepreneurs, you know, it's really hard sometimes when you're trying to kind of stay focused with all the things that are happening. And so in one of our check-ins, we were connecting and Patty told me about the idea that she had going on for Festively. And she asked, you know, she was looking for a co-founder and I was looking for some additional things to work on. And it just, you know, we merged from there. You can add on to that side story. Yeah, it wasn't as smooth as that because Iris made me wait. Backing up just a little bit, yeah, Iris and I work together, corporate America, very traditional jobs, but we always have these like ideas and passions and we really connected over that. But yeah, so um, when Festively came about and it wasn't called Festively then, actually it was called Inspo My Party and Iris and I uh, came to another agreement once we we joined up together. But um, I was nervous actually reaching out to Iris. Like I really admire her. She's a very professional person, but she's fun. And I just knew somebody like her would help to take us to the next level. So I asked her, you know, if she, I sent her a bunch of information, if she would be interested in, I'm looking for a co-founder. And she said, I'll think about it. <laughs> and then she, she like took about a week and, you know, consulted all different folks on her side. And then uh, she came back and said, yes. So it was like my version of proposing to somebody. I've never had to do it, but this was my version. Um, but, you know, this was probably what, a year and a half ago, maybe two years, I think, actually, I can't remember. It's, it, it's gone by so quickly. Um, but we've been going nonstop ever since uh, nights, weekends, anything in between. And, uh, you know, it's, it's wonderful to have somebody that's 
as passionate as you are working in the same uh, space that you are that you know is the magical touch to make it all come together. And I'll add to that. So the way it was, you know, entering a partnership or any type of relationship, it's a family commitment. So I need, you know, support from my family, but I was also in the middle of um, getting my MBA. And so I had to stop, you know, make the decision to stop going to school to pursue this um, as well. And so there was a lot of things I wanted to get in place so that I can come to Patty and say, I'm fully committed. <laughs> That's so responsible of you. I love that. And you know, Patty, sometimes you got to wait for good things to happen. You know, you have Absolutely. to make that that proposal and it all worked out and you're both here. And I actually really like that you changed the name. I can't imagine it not being festively. I think the name is great. I like that it's one word. Not that I'm a professional at this at all, but I love it. Tell us more about why festively? What is it exactly? What can we get out of understanding how this business works? With festively, we are building something brand new. And with and with that comes some challenges sometimes explaining it. So I'm actually going to start by asking you guys a question. Uh, what is it that you like or love about hosting parties? People. Ooh, girl. <laughs> yeah. I just love being with my people. <laughs> oh, I had someone here last night. I love getting people together. I love energy. I love that about parties and hosting them. I like the people, obviously, but then also being able to come up with a theme and being creative. But it takes me so much work to do that because then I feel like if I'm the host, I can't enjoy the party. So that's where it, that's where it stops for me. I'm like, okay, I love it, but then I can't enjoy the party. I hope we get an A in that question, like an A. No, plus. you you guys did, and and <laughs> no, that's great, and it's truly you know a, a unique experience for everybody. Everyone gets something different about it. Um, I, Iris and I kind of joke about this for, for us, maybe not for everyone else, but we, we look at parties as like our live sports because we don't know what's going to happen. You know, we can't wait to see what it's going to look like, what's the food. And that's like, yeah. we get excited about, um, and we love to talk about it afterward, right? That's the big fun is like what happened and all the drama and this and that. And so that wonderful feeling of preparing for a party, getting ready for it, whether you're the host or the attendee is, is actually something that is very much a part of our culture, very much a part of who we are. But you're right that it's a lot of work. <laughs> it, it's not only, you know, whether it's cleaning the house and, you know, getting everything ready, but then also just you want to make it kind of special. You want to add different touches. Um, you want to do something different than you've done before. And it's really about honoring the person that you're having the party for and what do they like and trying to add all these extra special touches. Um, so for us, that's that's very much the, the genesis of why we started Festively. Uh, and, and the idea came about, um, I, it was a couple of years ago and I had to host uh, several parties that same year. It was my uh, nephew's graduation party from college, uh, one of my best friends' destination bachelorette party in Cabo. I was turning 40 that year. Um, I think there was something else I can't remember, but there were all these things that were extra special in my life. And I wanted them to all be really fun and amazing. But it was so much work trying to source everything from food to decor to, um, you know, every all the little touches in between. And I hated the thought of having to buy something every single time. Um, we're very fortunate that we can borrow a lot of things, right? We have friends, we have family, we can kind of pull it together. Not everybody has that. Uh, so 
When it came to originally thinking about Festively, it was, you know, a place where people can find things to complete their party. And that was a sim- that could be as simple as, you know, trying to find chafing dishes and, and tables and chairs and things like that. Um, but as we started to get more into understanding the space, it became things like, you know, custom cookies and cakes and a nice floral arrangement to bring and put into the centerpiece. Um, and then it became all the, you know, a bartender and who do you know that does, you know, hot dogs at the end of a party and, you know, all the things that um, are unique to every single. Experience. I love all these party ideas. Like I'm writing stuff down frantically. <laughs> Please excuse my eyes as like avert over here to do this. Thank you. Right? Keep going. Keep going. Yes. Okay. So, but then how do you find everybody, right? How do you find them? How do you know if they're available? What are they going to cost? So this is really where we saw the opportunity to connect technology with, you know, this need. So we created, and we are still creating, we are very close to launching um, a website that's actually like a marketplace. So picture something kind of like an Airbnb where you can put in that, oh, the theme of the party that you're trying to plan or something similar. You can put in the date of your party put in your location, and then you can see local vendors that can bring it to life. So you'll see their availability, you'll see their pricing, you can book right on the spot, you can put in your deposit and secure everything without having to go through all the DMs and back and forth of, are you available? What's your price? And all that negotiation, it's clear as day, just like any other e-commerce site that we're used to going to. Um, and, you know, from the vendor's perspective, too, we're really trying to give them a lot of visibility and exposure to people that want to have parties. So we're really trying to serve both needs. And we're really excited to see it come to life. That really helps big time because you always have to go to different places. You know, when you, you keep saying the recurring theme of family affair, and it's always like, you know, call your comadre or call your aunt and she has this and they have that and go pick it up and do this. And then use my tent guy, use my flower person. But this way puts it like all into one specific place. It's going to make it so much easier <laughs> for us to do, this, especially with uh, three kids under three and trying to celebrate and honor them and myself and everybody. You know, girl, yes, this, this is a kind of ideal place that when you're running around with your head cut off like a chicken, you need something like this. And you can just one stop shop kind of deal. That's great. One thing I've noticed is that, you know, if I'm working full time and I have the kids and I come home, there's dinner, there's homework. Sometimes I don't have time to call these vendors. So, if, you know, even if your friends and family say, um, you know, call this person, they usually have certain hours that they're available. And so this really allows, you you know, me as a mom to be able to shop and plan the party at night, maybe with a glass of wine on the side and at my own pace. And I'm not, you know, forced to be within this window of hours. So and the benefit also, a lot of these businesses this is how you start making money while you sleep. And so I really love that aspect of it. Girl, preach to that. This is like the future. 
I bought my car on an app and I'm like, there needs to be apps for everything. I traveled through Latin America for a year, Airbnb and Uber. If they didn't exist, I wouldn't have done it. I mean, I probably could have tried, but this just made it so much easier. So when you said it's like the Airbnb of killer parties, I get it. I see it. Like Vero, like I love parties, but I'm also like, I think I get stressed at the creative standpoint and I, I would love to outsource that. Someone else be creative for me because I do like the conversation after, but I don't want to have to think about like the cookies, like someone else like made these beautiful cookies for something like a first communion. And you're like, oh my God, those cookies are rosaries. Like, yeah, but I'm not going to tell you I bought them or maybe I am because, you know, I want to give some more credit, but it's up to you if you want to keep the mystery alive, right? When you're hosting a party, everybody yeah. wants that. But I'm more of the, what's the one-stop shop too? Like what's, give me the broader idea. Let me figure out the details, but I'm not going to get down on the nitty gritty. I got work. I got kids. So I love this idea. I'm so happy you guys are even giving away your secrets. Hurry up and launch that website. Just to add on to that, Irene, one of the things that we love about this site too, and what we're doing is we're connecting you with local people. So it feels so much better to invest in your local community. If you know that there's a local baker or somebody that's just around the corner that ha is talented and is doing all this, th all these things, you know that you you can see the person that you're supporting and it just makes you feel good as a consumer. So, you know, when you talked about, um, you know, traveling through Latin America and all those things, you know, a big part of that was the homes that you visited and knowing that there was a history there, there there's somebody else there, there's a person behind that. Uh, and that's really the feeling that we're trying to express with what we're doing. The technology is, it's, it's almost there and we're trying to do our best and we've got a wonderful team helping us to pull this together. But at the end of the day, really, it's about connecting people that are wanting to have a wonderful experience for their friends and family with these boss moms. A lot of them are moms uh, that have these really amazing small businesses. They're trying to level up. They're trying to do this for their family, for their fulfillment. And so we really see it as win-win. Thank you for sharing that. Speaking of parties, the one thing that we all have in common right now is that we're trying to have some really, really safe parties. COVID completely threw a wrench in all of our social lives. And some of us who are the extroverts are hurting because we want to see people and we want to get together. I moved into my house maybe like two, three months before this whole COVID thing. And I swear, like I, I couldn't wait to have my whole family over even if it was the simplest of parties, I wanted to use this home with a backyard finally to have people in it. And so it really changed my life. So I'm wondering how it changed your business that this happened. And in some ways, I'm sure there's great silver linings. And in other ways, I'm sure you've had to be creative. So tell us about that and the impact of COVID. So I'm one of, I'm one of those extroverts like you, Irene, that's been suffering since we've been in. I have to tell you how I did a whole party for just the four of us <laughs> for my birthday. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but you're, I mean, you're right. We are part of the event industry and it's a community. So all of these entrepreneurs, all of these businesses really relied on. So, you know, on people really having these parties and large gatherings. And when COVID happened, so many things impacted, you know, there was finance impact, there was cancellations, all those things were happening. And our mission has always been, even just when it was just the two of us to kind of support each other, um, to get to the next level, and then to support everyone in our community. And when things happened, we were getting ready to launch. Luckily, um, the silver lining for us is our launch was delayed because of the de development of the site. 
But at the same time, we wanted to be able to support the community. So one of the ways we wanted to do that is to really give them all the information and tools they need to kind of get through this challenge. And so we had developed a seven day challenge to optimize your business. And so we went on live for seven days and we brought in experts that talked about, you know, how, you know, how do you handle um, the changes that are happening based on the contracts that you had in place? What do you do with the inventory that you have? How do you now market yourself when it's all virtual? Um, and then, of course, the evolution of the micro parties came about. And so we were bringing in so many collaborations with people who were experts, who were attorneys, who were marketing um, executives to let our community know that we are here with you. We didn't have our company out there yet, but we wanted to be a resource and a support for our community. And then ever since then, we've actually continued to go live once a week on Facebook just to to bring that to our community. And at the same time is helping us as well. And so even though our launch got delayed, it, it worked out for us. We're gonna be launching in October. And we also have a way to continue to feed and fuel our community to make sure that we're all rising together at the same time. I love that. I'm so glad you guys were able to do that, you ladies, because I'm sure so many people were left wondering what am I going to do? Not just the people hosting the parties, the ones that are, you know, signing the contract and they're they're committing themselves to paying for these services, but then as the vendors. I mean, that is your livelihood, right? So then it's um it's a, such a great thing that you guys did because it's like, hey, we're still out here to help you all. Let's just let's start to think together. Let's do this think tank. Let's help one another because that's really at the end of the day is so important. It's something that was so new to everyone. We had no idea how to keep the ball rolling, how to keep going. We just felt like everything came to a stop. And what do you do now? You know, so that's excellent. I really commend you guys for doing that. And um, did you guys get some good feedback from some of the community on that? We got some great feedback and we continue to be embraced. Um, and that's what's important is that they see that we're, you know, we do have a business model that we have to support. But at the end of the day, um, we want to be able to help each other along the way. Um, and one thing I'll add is that we were ready to go um, out the box with a subscription based business model. And so we've suspended um, requiring subscriptions to go on our site because so many businesses are impacted that we're allowing everyone to come on for free at the onset. And then we'll revamp that, um, that subscription-based business model based on the feedback that we're getting from the community to make sure that it's something that really works for their business model as well. That is such a great business model in general. I think, uh, Patty, you lucked out with having Iris, you know, um, holding off and saying yes to the proposal. Slow it down, you know, um, and I will be able to, let me figure a way of how I will be able to contribute to what we want to build. And this is excellent. I think both of you have so much that you want to be able to give and you give, I can already see it, that it festively is, it's not one or the other, it's both of you and, and being able to really put together and come together to really think of these ways to help other vendors, other women kind of be like, hey, you're not alone. We got this. We will figure it out together. And if you can't figure it out, we will help you. We can guide you. I love it. I love everything you guys are talking about. And I have a clearer sense of what you stand for. You know, it's one thing to say, we want to do this as a, 
as a as a company, as festively want to you know encourage and empower other women and build them up. But just the way you've been been talking and the things you have done so far, even though you said you had to hold back on your launch, what you're doing to really help the community and help uh, your fellow um, entrepreneurs is, hey, here's here's a helping hand. This is what we know. This is what we've learned so far. Let's bring you along with it. We're not just going to, you know, we're not going to be crabs in a barrel. We're going to bring you along, you know? And that is awesome. What do you say to other uh, young entrepreneurs out there? I mean, what do you recommend? What do you suggest to women that are in looking for a way to keep their business afloat, whether it be in the party um, party business, which has completely come to a halt? Um, but what do you recommend to kind of keep them afloat and kind of moving forward for them? I'll, I'll start. Um, you know, one of the things as much as so as Iris mentioned, after that seven day challenge, we continued to go live and had different experts and things like, um, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of what they were, but like photography and um, finance and all these other areas that we thought would be really valuable. But what we keep, what we came back to quite a bit over and over again is mindset, right? So mindset is something that, um, no matter what stage of business that you're in, no matter what you are dealing with, I think we all struggle with those things around imposter syndrome, around am I doing the right thing? Am I doing enough? Um, do I feel like I'm doing enough for my family? Do I feel like I'm um, making the right decisions? So when you when you ask that question, you know, it makes me think about what the conversations that we're having and, you know, we see how far we've come. Uh, because we have, we, we were very much at that beginning stage and having 10,000 decisions to make and not knowing which way to go. Um, and so the advice that we like to give is get as much help as you can. Um, there's a lot of people out there that are experts in different areas um, that have been there before that you don't have to come up with the answer on your own. You don't have to be an accountant and, you know, the wonderful baker. <laughs> you can really focus on growing your business and doing that well and reach out to ask for help, whether that is, you know, on a more permanent basis or just, you know, a consultation or whatever that is. So, that's really where, where we've been trying to focus and, and help people be, of course, a, a, a partner in, in listening. Um, but we're really sharing and transparent that we have as much help as we can afford <laughs> and that we can ask of our, um, we were, we're really blessed too. We have family and friends that have uh, professions that have really helped us as well. So that's our number one tip is get get some help in those areas that you need it. That is actually such a good thing because I know that in our communities, you know, where uh, in for a lot of Latinas and and going to say women of color, we have such a hard time asking for help. And this is one thing that we recurring topic as well that no matter who we talk to, we just always it always comes up with doctors, the lawyers. It's just like we just have we're we know that we are able to do it, but sometimes we just can't, and we just have such a hard time to really come down to be like, help me. And it not, doesn't make you seem weak. It doesn't make you seem um, un unknowing or just or or dumb in any way. They're like you know our professor always says there's no dumb questions. There might be some, but it doesn't hurt to ask anyway, right? And the fact that we don't ask for help that's just hurting us. We don't we don't know how to do that. But like you mentioned, just use the people you know, reach out, and how 
how great is it to be able to find that solution? And once you find it, it's like like a such a relief lifted off your shoulders. I actually learned this when I was getting married. I remember I was okay. so <laughs> left curve here or whatever that phrase is, but I remember we, I got engaged and we had, it was a surprise engagement party that night. My husband planned. So very nice of him, but I was so uncomfortable because it was all the spotlight on me and everyone just wanted to talk about like, so what are you going to do? And how are you going to, you know, what's, what's the plan and what do you, what's your dream? And I had none of it. Like I just, I kept trying to turn it back around on them. So how are you doing? You know, <laughs> it just, it was yeah. very difficult for me to accept that. Um, energy and that kind of pouring of love. And I remember going into work uh, the next couple of days and I was talking to a, a friend and saying like, gosh, I didn't know how to act. And she said, oh, honey, this this isn't about you. Like this engagement or wedding isn't about you. These people in your life have been waiting for the day to help you, to pour into you, to be there for you. Let them do it. Whatever it is, let them do it. Yes. And it just changed my perspective to say, you know what, like, this is part of their journey, them pouring into me, them giving me advice, uh, them sharing whatever their experience was, is just as fulfilling uh, for them as it is for me. And then going back to them and saying, hey, I took your advice, and I did this just makes them feel like over the moon. So um, you know, yes, it is kind of uncomfortable sometimes to ask for help, but kind of keeping that thought in the long run of this is what they live for <laughs> mm-hmm. has really helped. <laughs> Iris, it seems like you want to share something or you're just like, yes, I completely agree. <laughs> no, I'm just loving all of this. <laughs> that is really cool. You know, I've, I've never really thought of it that way. So thanks for sharing that, Patty, because um, I'll share an, a, an occasion with for me where, you know, everyone says, Everyone always told me, you're so the person that wants to be the center of attention, the limelight and blah, blah, blah. But I don't steal the center of attention. I, I, that's not what I fiend. You know, it's more of it just happens. I, I, I happen to talk loud or speak loud and I'm I'm funny. Everyone's laughing and it's like the life of the party. But it's not like I walk in and be like, hey, the party's here. It's more like <laughs> I walk into the party and I just happen to be who I am, you know. So when I had I was pregnant with my first daughter and um I had, you know, my friends put together this beautiful baby shower for me and they showered me with all this love and my future daughter with it. But I did not know how to handle the attention. Girl, I was like perspiring the whole time. <laughs> I was like sweating. My my hair wasn't straight anymore after I had straightened it. It was just like, I felt like I, I didn't find my space, you know, and it wasn't that I didn't like the spotlight. It was, it just felt like such a different energy. But it puts things into so much perspective with you sharing that story about your engagement that people are just so happy for you and they want to pour and shower you with all this love. And the fact that, yes, it seemed like I was not going to be a mom. That was not, you know, 2017 was my year to just be me. I had decided I was not going to be a mom. But this is a great way to think about it. You know, there's so many we think of our journeys being just us. And yes, our family, our family is always, you know, there in our mind in our heart, but we just think it's us. It's my, my journey, become independent, do my thing, you know, cross off the things on my list. But we forget to think that there's people that are watching us, right? They're watching along and just, and then they're cheering us on from afar, even though they might not say it. So it's for all of you ladies out there that have felt that before, just make sure you, you're able to sit back, take a deep breath and just be like, you know what? You're right. Let's, let's, let's enjoy this. (laughs) So thank you for sharing that. You were mentioning 
parties. I know that the, that there's differences, unique differences between Latino, African American, and white parties. It seems like those things are so obvious, right? Like you would think, like, oh, well, we all just like so many different things. So tell us more about that, and then what you do to provide those, you know, specific demographics with creative ideas and the ideal service that you, you know, because you're putting all this together. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll I'll start. Yeah, Patty has a personal story to share. <laughs> <laughs> I, Patty has all the personal stories right now. I right? know. Okay. Well, I'll, well, I'll be sharing by the end of this, I'm sure. You know, it, as we get closer and closer to understanding our target audience as as business owners, and then you know, just really aligning ourselves with the the fact that. We are minority women and we know our own parties. <laughs> um, it just makes us reflect back on, you know, how different parties are depending on how you grew up and what culture you're from. Um, so we were just, we were talking about this and it just happened to be when we were, you know, preparing for this show. And, um, you know, so when one that came to mind right away was I went to a baby shower for one of my good friends from college. And uh, it was in Temecula. So I'm in the San Fernando Valley. That's a far drive, right? So I kind of anticipated getting there a bit late, knowing that it was going to be far, you know, kind of took our time and uh, went with another girlfriend. And we showed up, I think, like an hour late. It didn't mean to be that long, but it ended up being about an hour late. And we got there and there was like assigned seating. So just, you know, my, my girlfriend from college was marrying a white guy and it was at her new in-law's house. So the demographics were very white and we Mexicans showed up an hour late. It was assigned seating. There wasn't very many people there. They (laughs) kept like a very small guest list and it was the most awkward thing. So, and then, you know, okay, fine. You know, we still, you know, connected with everyone in our little area and, you know, there, there was a, the food area, like, oh, go ahead and, you know, help yourself. We've already eaten, but, you know, go ahead and help yourself. <laughs> and so we went and there was like just enough food for the people that were there. Right. So, yes. It oh, was my good. God. No. <laughs> okay. No. So, so it was just different, you know, like I'm not used to that. Okay. So then an hour later, um, you know, they did a, f- a couple of games, I think, you know, they, and they cut the cake and she was opening the presents and it was like, like all in order in a row. And about an hour later, the party ended. And then they said, okay, the party has ended. <laughs> they actually said that? Yes. And my friend oh, and I God. looked at each other like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Uh, we just got here. I ain't we going nowhere. Got here. We, not only do we just like, I've never had a party end. I mean, I guess like a wedding and everyone boos because nobody wants it to end. But it was just so interesting. And I, you know, we hung around for a little bit longer. We're like, oh, no, they really, they're really done. They really want you to, to skedaddle. Um, so it was just, it, it was just different, right? And it's different. So this is what Iris and I kind of lean into when we talk about the differences in parties. Like, I, I, we have way too much food, you know, I'm sure, you know, you guys can very much relate, we buy way too much food, or and, and then everyone brings more food. So there's you're not showing up without food or something. Um, there's always leftovers, my sister and I were talking about that, we're like, what are funny things that happen at a party? And like, you know, you come in with food, and you leave with food, right? <laughs> like There's, there's no doubt that you're gonna have something in your hand when you leave. Um, there's always some, you know, someone shows up with a new date and you call them the wrong name, like all these funny things that happen. Um, 
But I think that's that's part of the joy of our own culture and the types of parties that we have and that we look forward to. And so for Iris, I mean, that's why like it's so fun too to work with her because we have completely different perspectives. Iris grew up in Louisiana. And so she has a whole other perspective on parties. Uh, feel free to share your own experiences. Yeah, totally. I mean, where we love to party, I would say, you know, from Louisiana, but also just speaking of cultural differences, my husband is from West Africa. So I learned a lot about their cultural parties when we were planning our wedding. And there was a lot of views and confusion and things like that. So where I'm from in Louisiana, um, we party all night. Um, you know, if you are not invited, we do not care. Everyone is welcome. Plus your cousin, your sister, your uncle, anyone's with you. We will always have food available. Um, there's no requirement for you to bring food and things like that. Planning my wedding was uh, a, a different experience. So I you know, grew up in America, so I've adopted a lot of the American culture. So it's like you RSVP for the wedding. You do not bring a guest if I do not know about it. I'm going to order the amount of food that you have. And my husband was like, what? Wait a minute. <laughs> Iris, who are you? <laughs> Half the people that you invite are not going to RSVP. They will show up and they will show up with the guests. And there needs to be more than enough food. It has to be at a venue that does not have a certain cutoff date because we will show up at 12 o'clock and party till five in the morning. Um, and people will walk away with bottles of your booze. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So not oh. only do people walk away with food, they walk away with um, drinks. Everything they walk that's away not nailed down. Anything that's not <laughs> nailed down. And so it forced me to kind of, you know, I'm pretty, you know, rigid sometimes when it comes to things. So it's forced me to kind of be more open and welcoming to different cultures. And so now when I hear about a lot of the parties that um, Patty and her culture has, there is a lot of similarities. I would say. Um, between our culture and yours, because at the end of the day, you know, everybody just wants good food, good booze, and good music. If you do not have those three elements, it is not a good party. <laughs> we'll, we'll second that for sure. <laughs> How about you guys? Are you guys like what? Are, what do parties look like at your house? Well, let's see. I'll, I'll have Ceci take this one away. Because Ceci likes, she has a big family and they get, they do, they do some pretty cool parties. I, you know, we do too, but let's have, let's have Ceci to share. Yeah. So with us, I feel my mom's side of the family is a very social, social, very social to the point where there's, a, there's, a, they're always together. And this is pre COVID, always together every single weekend at someone's house, like at one brother's house, at my mom's house. My mom's kind of like, I, I want to call her like the president because like everyone <laughs> convenes at her house for the most part. And it's always been like this for years. I I think, I think this is why I think because her and, her and my dad were the first family to like move to the US. So I think that's why. Anyway, so she's the she's the president of the fan club there. And so when two of my uncles from Mexico come and visit during the holidays, I feel like there's some type of social activity every single, every single night. And it's always for dinner or el cafecito, you know, cafecito with pan dulce at the end. And yeah, it's fun, fun, good times and good food. But I just, I just can't hang like even now, <laughs> like now I think, cause I have my own family and like, 
my girls and like a routine. I just can't stay past a certain time at a relative's house. It's just, I just can't, but that's, that's how they are. That's how they've always been. And they're a very, very close knit family, my mom's side. And it's, it's been like that for years. Aww. I think my mom um, was born into the wrong family because she totally belongs with your family. <laughs> Tell her to come. I'm sure, I'm sure they'll, they'll welcome her with open yeah. arms. You know, it's funny when you mentioned COVID. Um, it's just, I think that it's going to make us all appreciate those moments a lot more because we, we kind of took them a bit for granted or, or just assume that they were going to be there uh, for years to come. Um, you know, right before everything happened, a, a friend had mentioned something about her uncle and I'm like, gosh, I haven't seen my uncle in so long. I really want to go and I, I should go by and see him. And I was planning on doing it and then everything happened. Uh, you know, he's fine, luckily, but it just made me like feel really, really badly for not going to some of the, you know, the last parties that he had hosted. And, you know, you just think about how short of a time that we have and, especially for the elders, like the, the many years that we have left. So um, it is, it's kind of a lot, you know, it can be pretty draining to have, uh, especially if, if the family goes hard for several days in a row. Um, but it's also very special that you have that. And so I think after COVID, you're definitely going to be right there with your mom, <laughs> hanging out with the crew. She's actually here. Uh, my dad. <laughs> She's here. She's here because we were, you know, Mexican independence is coming up next next week. And my husband and I were like, hey, you know, what if like you cook pozole, you know, for that day? And he and she's like, you know what? It's during the week. How about I do it during the, the weekend? I was like, yep, let's go for it. And so I went to go pick them up yesterday and she she brought all, you know, her pot and every, all the it. ingredients she's looking at right now. Smells good. Oh, I love it. That's oh, awesome. I will be knocking on my neighbor's door. She makes them for us every year. Got to make sure I'm on her list this year. Nice, <laughs> nice. You know, one thing yeah. that we didn't that we didn't mention about um, our site is, you know, it's definitely a place for people to find vendors, but it's also a place for people to share what they have in their garage. Um, so, Ceci, you're mentioning like the big pot, and you know, for for us. Or for me, I should say, how often do I make like a pozole or something like that? Maybe once every couple of years when I'm feeling like I really want to make some. But for the most part, I, I, I don't have that big pot. And I don't really want to have that big pot because where am I going to put it? I have nowhere to, I don't want to store it. So we, we rely on like mom or someone else that has it. Um, but, you know, we were sharing earlier, not everyone has those family connections or somebody to do it. Uh, say if you wanted to try making like paella one time, like who's got that big pot, right? So on Festively, you can actually list items that you have in your garage that you maybe purchased one time for a party or a celebration, and you can either put it for rent or put it for sale. Um, we've experienced this many times where we've had a big party and we're like, we really need that one thing. And so we buy it uh, or all these like little decorations or vases or whatever it is. And then afterwards, you know, they're too cute to toss. So you put them in the garage for someone else or some other party and you never use them <laughs> or maybe you do, but for the most part, they're just sitting there. Um, and so we really wanted to lower that barrier for people to be able to have access to those things. So anybody can actually create listings with the things that they have at their homes. Um, and so you can essentially rent something from a neighbor that they have. You'd be too embarrassed to ask them, you know, oh, can I just, you know, I see in your garage you have <laughs> whatever that is, a cornhole game. Um, 
But you can actually, if they, if they list that on their, on the website, then they can go in, you can go in and, and see what folks have for rent or, or sale and you can buy it from them. So it's a way to earn some extra income. And I can that's, borrow that facility there, pot from my gumbo. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There, well, that's awesome. Especially with like the holidays around the corner. That's a great tip. So people, if you're listening, make sure you, you sign on to the website and list your items. Any other holiday tips that you, that you girls have? One thing I noticed is that the parties are not going away. The celebrations are not going away. They are getting smaller. Um, and then if you're someone like me, so I had a birthday, it was not a milestone. It was a quarantine birthday in June. And, you know, I wanted to celebrate, but I couldn't go anywhere. And so instead of the money that I would have spent on a party, um, going somewhere, I just went hard on the stuff that I did here at home just for us. And so, you know, I brought in vendors and we, you know, I had a custom cake made and we had the balloons and, you know, all the decorations and things brought in. And I just feel like, you know, when you want a party or when you want something, um, that's really important to you, you plan for it. You plan for weddings, you plan for graduations, you plan for those types of parties. And I think now, um, people are going to be doing the same, just in a different way. And if you're going to do that, then I say continue to party because every celebration is about a moment or about a memory or about an experience. And I just don't want people to lose sight of being able to celebrate those historical milestones or moments and experiences in their families. And so if you have to plan for it in a different way, you just do that and make it happen because I think that glimmer of celebration is what we all need. Parties is something that's joyous. And when we're going through so much right now, it's just even more important to kind of make that happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. We've learned so much with you girls already, but I know you guys are launching a new holiday events and gift guide featuring minority and women owned businesses. Can you tell us where you're at in that launch and what exactly is it? It's similar to how we've been talking about how celebrations mark the times of our lives. And going into the holidays, we knew that people are going to want to celebrate the holidays. But of course, everyone's a little bit nervous. And you want you're we're going to have to make some adjustments, we're going to have to think about things differently, uh, incorporating safety and incorporating, um, you know, just the way where we are right now with with our situation. And so we started to think about how we can be a resource to help people reimagine what the holidays will look like. Everything from family celebrations to uh, corporate celebrations and gifting for clients and gifting for team members. Um, we're, we're just trying to think of, you know, in our situation, what are some of those celebrations that we know people are going to still want to have but need help figuring out how to do it? So we came up with this concept of this events and gift guide because we really wanted to highlight uh, event professionals. And then we said, let's just go all in with event professionals of color. So we, we have men and women, but you know we've got, I'd say like 95% women. Um, I think we actually, we, when we put it out there, we were hoping we'd get 50 vendors to sign up. We've had over 100 vendors that we're working with on this guide. And the list continues to, to grow as, as we pull in uh, help and resources in different areas. Um, but it's going to be phenomenal. It's, it's actually, we, we've put it into 
a, a couple of different categories so people can really grasp how they can do this. So we have eight scenes that we've been uh, creating experiences for. Everything from a winter wonderland scene in the backyard to a uh, Dia de los Muertos drive-by celebration uh, to we're doing a Kwanzaa dinner on Sunday. Actually, we've got, we've got three uh, coming up. So those are kind of the fresh in my mind. But uh, we've even done Lunar New Year. So we've um, you know really embraced all types of cultures. And what we did is for each of those scenes, we partnered with an event planner to think about what that scene might look like. And then we've given them resources and access to caterers, bakers, decor, rentals, balloons, gifts, all types of things that they can incorporate into that scene. And so each event planner created this memorable and beautiful scene that features these wonderful vendors that anybody can uh, hire for the holidays. Our goal is to get these vendors booked and sold out for the holidays. We talked to the vendors about the whole idea of safety. And so we wanted to include things like packaged products and things that can be easily distributed uh, to a guest that might come by a party. And we also worked with a professional photographer, professional project manager, um, a stylist, like all these people to really, uh, a copywriter, to really bring this whole project together. So it really, really represents each of the vendors extremely well. And then we also incorporated a gift guide portion of it too. So we were doing flat lays of various gifts, all again, minority women-owned businesses, a lot of handcrafted items, and we're categorizing them into collections like gifts for her, gifts for him, gifts for the team, um, gifts for clients, uh, things like that, so that people um, know who they can purchase from. They know that they're supporting a local business person. They know that this uh, is there's a person behind there that's working really hard to grow their own business. Um, and we are just so excited about it. We, we just really can't wait to, to finalize it and release it to the world. Cool, cool. Um, do you see this guide, this feature, this new feature as a way to bridge the gap for women of color? Definitely. It bridges the gap because all the women um, and all the businesses that are participating in the guide not necessarily have known each other. So for those who are on the ground that are planning it, so if you're an event planner, um, we work with the local venue to kind of allow us to have the photo shoot there. So that's creating publicity for that venue. That's also creating an additional list of businesses that this event planner can work with for future. So those that creates more businesses in the community. And then we are also working um, among each other to make sure that we keep the communication going. We keep the support. Everyone's tagging each other in IG stories. You know, we're going to be putting money behind advertising so that we can promote all the things that are in the guide. And then when people go onto our site, all the vendors are going to be putting in all their items on the site. And so if someone looks at the guide and says, oh my gosh, you know, my Tia would love that necklace. I would love that shirt. Um, when you click on it, you can book it right away. And so that generates business for this particular small business. Um, a lot of times when you are a small business, the gap is education and the gap is technology. 
And so part of our mission is to make sure that with the festively site, the marketplace that we bring that technology to support you, because a lot of times you're transacting through DMs, you're going back and forth. Sometimes that leads to a sale, sometimes it doesn't. And so this way people can have all the things that they need. They can go online and book you right away. But the education on, you know, as a small business, do you know what your balance sheet is? Do you know what a proper contract is? Do you know where to go to to really understand how much inventory you should carry? What are your top sellers? And so the education part and the technology is what we want to continue to bring so that any gaps that they have for success um, are bridged and that they could continue to kind of just profit um, and level up, as they say. I love it. I love it. It's like every all these women joining forces and create, supporting, you know, I feel like this time that we're locked up, we've seen a lot of that. Just all these small businesses, women-owned businesses, minority-owned women-owned businesses, just coming together, supporting each other. And like, I, I, I love that. I think we're all about that here, of course, with Level of Latina. Uh, thank you so much. I feel like we've learned so much with you gals. I'm sorry for being late to the party. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Iris, Patty, tell us how people can find Festively online. Yeah, I mean, our number one place where we always are is Instagram. So you can find us at the at symbol. <laughs> so Festively, S-O-F-E-S-T-I-V-E-L-Y. Uh, and our site is launching soon. So that's festively.com. So feel free to join us there. That's where you're going to see all these wonderful gifts and um, amazing uh, displays and photographs that you're going to see. Um, and, you know, feel free to reach out, uh, send us an email, send us a DM. We're always here. We love communicating and meeting new folks. As Iris mentioned, you know, um, your success is our success. So the more we can do to help you to think through things, connect you with somebody, uh, find the right way to help you, um, the more that, you know, we're all going to be able to grow and, and do wonderful things together. And if you don't have a specific question on business and you just want some ideas on how to make your party hella fun, you let us know that too. For sure. For sure. Thank you so much. I feel like one main topic that keeps on coming in our, in our different episodes, it's asking for help. You ladies are point pointed that out. So it's very important to ask for help no matter what career you're in. And you, you make that very clear. One of the coolest things that I learned today from your website is the automizing things in your garage and being able, like, that's so cool. Like, that's so innovative, too. So thank you. You listeners know how to find them now on IG and stay put for their website that's launching soon. And if you want to continue the conversation or learn more about these ladies or suggest any topics for our future episodes, you know where to find us on IG or Facebook. Our handle is at Level of Latina. Our email address is admin at levelatina.com. We're big fans and of you guys. So we really appreciate you guys taking the time to chat with us. And we think that what you're doing for women is so important. Um, and so we wish you guys nothing but success in your new venture and everything that you're doing. And we'll definitely find a way to collaborate. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. And I'm so glad we had this because I'm like, this is genius. This is great. This is awesome. So what you guys are doing is something great that we need. So thank you again. It was a pleasure chatting and we'll keep in touch for, for further collaboration. I would love that. Uh -huh. Me too. Uh -huh. <laughs>
Don't forget to level up.